It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Beautiful. All right, perfect. I'm Sam. That's Ani. Nice to meet you. Oh, man. Nice to meet y'all, too. My little son of a joint right there. <laughs> man, I've been listening to that album since it dropped. That's an amazing album. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. So I guess we'll start now. Thank you very much for coming on, man. You're like, you're a legend, and it's an honor to talk to you. I'm really, I've been a fan for a while, so it's really great to talk to you. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Bucked up. That's an ill play on words. <laughs> my name's <laughs> Sam Buck. It worked yes. out perfect with my name. Yeah. When I when I start drinking, I'm gonna say I get bucked up. <laughs> How'd you get wise spelled W-A-I-S? I always wondered that. Well, when I was younger, um, they always just say I was a wise little dude, but when I was younger, the West Indian, I'm West Indian, so West Indian culture, you know, hadn't hit that hard yet. And uh, my middle name is Selwyn, but they could never say it for some reason. They would say Selwise. This little small little dude, Selwise, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it kind of coincided with me, you know, studying the lessons of uh, the gods back in the days. And, you know, it just kind of graduated to what it was. It works perfect. We'll see. So I found out about you and it's in the game. Was was that your first uh, solo debut album? I want to say, no. I want to say Gone Pimpin' was the first one. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I can't really recall, so don't quote me on that, but I know that was one of the early ones. I think it was Gone Pimpin' was first. Okay, because that's when I got into you, but your history is way longer than that. You know, like... When I didn't even realize until I started like studying you more, like how ingrained in the game you had been for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been quite some time. It's been a nice ride. I grew up in hip hop. This is, this is what it is. How old were you when you started rapping? Uh, man, I want to say 13, 14. Yeah. Right. Who, were you, who were your inspirations early on? Um, wow, you know, uh, EPMD, Slick Rick, definitely Tretch. I think Tretch doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's one of the most intricate rappers as far as flows. Um, and to be honest with you, outside of that, kind of more life experience, you know what I'm saying? More, more what was happening around me, kind of, kind of a way to, uh, therapeutically deal with it. Yeah, is that, well, that's kind of how I feel with, I, I do stand-up comedy, but it's like a passion and it's a way to like put your put your work out. And when you find it at an early age, it's, you know, some people don't find it till later, but it's good finding your passion young. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But you were like, you were one of the pioneers. I mean, you were coming, that's why I wanted to ask who you were listening to and who inspired you is because, I mean, you were doing it before a lot of these these uh, rappers in the game now and you inspired, like you were doing the bringing New York and South Sound together, you know, way before anyone. And that's kind of a big deal in rap now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them to give me my credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I love Too Short. Still do. Shout out to Short. Love E40. Not even passionate. Love him. I love the Bay Area sound. Uh, I was, you know, I was in New York. I remember singing Ghetto Boy lyrics. You know, and people thought they was mine. You know what I'm saying? I told them, no, no, no. This is the Ghetto Boys. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love Sir Mix a lot. One of the first to be in the independent game, you know what I'm saying? And and New York wasn't on that yet. You know, if you didn't have a deal, you, you were considered, you know, you well, you, you were so good. Why you don't got a deal? You know, type of thing. So I was already praising what was happening in Texas and and, and, and what was happening um, underground in, in, in Bay Area, which is the West, and you know, in Florida, 
You know, so I I was already, you know, kind of up on that kind of wave from way before that, even though I always kept my New York sound, I always loved those cats, man. One of my favorites is Devin and Dude. You know what I mean? We did something together before, try to work with them again. Yeah, you had him on. Was that the you had his feature on? Was that uh was that Pussy Rich that that was off of? That was on Pussy Rich. Yeah, Grits and Gravy. That's a great. Every one of your you, you don't have a ton of albums out for the amount of time time you've been, but your like discography, every single one is fantastic. Like it was really great going through again and re-listening to all of them. And then Son of a is. You you're killing it too. Like you're fucking reinventing your sound, and every beat on that's different and unique, and you're killing it. It's awesome. Yeah, man. I wanted to. Um, I think every era that I went through, you know, I think people try to be the same person they were ten years ago, or the same person you were twelve years ago, out of fear of losing their core fans. I can't rap to you right now about what I was rapping about at 17, 18, you know, when I was on profile records. Like I can't, I can't give you that, I'd be lying to you. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I try to give the world my truth and let them chop it up. If you fuck with me, fuck with me, you know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna give you what's happening in my life or what's happening around me or what I'm seeing through my eyes at that moment. You know what I'm saying? In, in as much as real time as possible. Is that why you you wanted to stay independent and you you know you felt the the rappers who stayed independent is because you have you don't have to like stick to a sound if the label wants you to like you can adapt your own shit. Man, this catch is spoiled in a sec. Could you imagine what I what could have been done if I could push a button and five hundred DJs could get the record? I remember we used to have to, you know, press up five hundred pieces of vinyl times two because they needed two. That's a thousand vinyls. And then you had to ship and handle them shits and send them out. So the cost was insane. You know what I'm saying? Back in those days. Nowadays, these kids, these cats get to push a button. Shit, independent is the way. You think it, it was it? Is it easier now to get your music found, even though it's a flooded market of, you know, artists and shit? Well, well you just said it right. I was going to say it's a gift and a curse. It's way easier. There's mm-hmm. cats now in the game that would never have the light of day in the, in, 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 in the older times, you know what I'm saying? The past and shit. But um, it is flooded. You know, there's so much to choose from. How do you stand out? You know what I'm saying? I just think I'm doing something from New York that nobody else is doing. Nobody's rapping about the shit I'm rapping about from New York. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what, that's what makes me different. That's why people should gravitate to say, you know, I'm hey, I'm over here doing something different. Look at me. You know what I'm saying? Respect, because you've been doing it for so, you know, you've been sticking with it for so long and doing your shit. And I do feel like there's a respect for um, artists who have been in the game longer, like artists who aren't young now that there wasn't before. Like people actually living a life and then rapping about it is different than it's, it's something that's kind of, the new era or the new wave. I love it. I love it now because I think that was a way of media and label controlling hip hop. You know, back, you know, 90s, you know, you hit 25, it was, it was over. You know what I mean? 24, 25, you were considered aged out the game, you know. Now there's a slew of cats that's just getting on at 37, 39. You know, past turning 43. And that's and it should be like that, because it's like that in all other genres. You know what I'm saying? As long as what you're telling, the story is dope and the music is is great. None of that shit should matter. Is that what happened to you? Cause when you were when you hit like 24, 25, were you like, shit, I'm I guess I'm out of the game? No, that's when that's 24, 25, that's when, you know, uh the early two thousands. That's when things started going real good, you know, financially and touring and getting respect for all the stuff I had did in the late, you know, in the late 90s and shit. So, uh, no, it was great for me. I never thought about stopping. What else am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing it since 13. It's your passion. You love it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> do you, well, you, that was, 
I'm from Massachusetts and you always put love, you know, into the mass artists, you know, whether it be term or static. And that was a really, you know, you were putting on Boston doesn't get really thought about. I feel like with rap, but you know, I love the artists that would put them on and work with them. And that's kind of how I got more into you. Like in the 2012, 13s, when you were on static shit, it's like, Oh, I've I've recognized this name, and that's when I started learning about you and doing my research. Yeah, man, that's my those are those are my brothers, man. Term is term. We call each other twin. You know what I mean? Because that's that's my brother, man. In the cut, you know, in, in arms and lyrics. Uh, don't forget about Easy Money. Uh, don't forget about Rex. Um, you know, I fuck with Millie's. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of great things coming from out of there. Um, Bunch of names I probably forgot, but you know, it's a it's a mean hip hop scene. I feel like if you haven't went through that Middle East club and grabbed that mic, you ain't you ain't you ain't hip hop. You gotta get to you gotta go through that. You know what I mean? Because they'll, they'll keep it one hundred with you with this. It's true. Is that's that's Conway. Conway said the same thing. He said he knew that Griselda was something when they hit that Middle East stage. It's Boston has a different a different energy. <laughs> How did you get yeah. linked up in Boston? How'd you get linked up in Boston? How'd you how'd you meet up with all that? How'd you get in the scene? I mean, well, you know, we always the type of sound that I always had always took us to Connecticut, Boston, Rhode Island, uh, Vermont. That was always kind of a you know kind of a tour path. But um, no, I linked up with um, Static, and mm-hmm. we did a tape together, and we just bonded. Man, we were just so you know alike in our levels of crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we had the same level of crazy, you know what I mean? So that that linked up and then, you know, Term and my connect to my brother Primo uh, and then Term and you know, that whole respect that Term gets, we just linked up like that and which is a mutual, a mutual respect for talent and a mutual respect for, uh, for each other as men. Do you miss, do you miss uh, the live performance going on tour now that, you know, we can't do it right now? Do you miss going up on stage? Yes. I always tell people that's when it's pure. That's when the business of music ceases to exist for that one moment. However long you want stage, it's just you and the people. You know what I'm saying? And and you you cursing the sound man out for fucking up your mic. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's shit like that. But you know, I should say bucking up your mic. Now you're bucking up the mic. So he uh that's when it's pure for at least for me. You know what I'm saying? Nothing, there's no contracts don't matter, the residuals, the publishing, none of that matters. You know what I'm saying? It's you and the people. I, I, I think that's the purest form. We were talking about the like the flood of artists now and how it is like you press a button and your records can go everywhere. I feel like there is a lost respect for the live performance now. Like I still go to a lot of I went with before all this, I would go to concerts and I don't know. I, there's a difference when an artist really wants to perform versus then just it's like it's a check. So I'm going to go on stage type shit. Well, you know. There's always been good performers and bad performers, you know what I'm saying? But I would say you got a lot of people that now, I don't want to use the word spoiled, but I think that's all I could think of. They're kind of, they're kind of spoiled with the, the swiftness of their growth. So they don't, they, don't, they don't have to go out there and be like a starving rock band that has to perform at coffee shops on coffee tables in order to you know, ride around in their mother's van. By the time the record goes, you know, TikTok crazy or whatever it is, it's already, it is get up there and the record is what the record is. But the difference is, Kat taught me, said, some people can only perform when they have a high record. Some people cannot put a record out for three years and still go out and perform and do high shows, still be a valuable show commodity. That's the difference. Some people only go as far as they reckon go. You know what I'm saying? And then some people, yeah. they're within themselves all the draw. Do you think, yeah, I, it's, the, it's the artist versus the, you know, when they're the artist versus just the, like, the person putting music out, you know? 
Well, do you think that's why there is a respect for people who are, uh, who have been in the game a long time now, because they aren't, it is, isn't like, Oh, my song went on TikTok. I'm fan. It's like, no, I've, I've put in, in my time and my effort, you know, my 10,000 hours I've worked that I can put it in. Yeah. Put that pain in. you grew one to 100, 100 to 1000, you know, and then 1000 to a hundred thousand, so on and so forth. So that core following, they feel like they feel a connection with you that they're growing with you. So that's why I never yeah. understood my dudes do fake followers and, you know, and all that stuff. Listen, I'd rather have 1,000 followers so I know when I go to a show, 100 people, 10% are going to come see me at the show. You, know, you got 100,000, 500,000 followers, you go to your show and there's 200 people. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, you yeah, need no. to, you know, you, you need to grow it organically, at least in my opinion. Well, you have had, you've had, you know, longevity and you've had like a solid fan base throughout, even through the ups and downs and everything. Like you've had at least, I came in late. I Coming in in 2010 for me was late, but even then, like you've had people following your career. Yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's a blessing, um, you know, especially for the records I was on that were that were huge. You know, I've I stood in front of, you know, 15,000, 20,000 people, and I'm, I've stood in front of 150 people. You know what I'm saying? It, it all depends on, on what you're doing at the moment and how your growth is moving at the moment. But it's all energy. It's all, it's all incredible. What made you want to push solo? Like, you know, go for a solo career? Because all of your albums were great, you know, beforehand, but also post. Um. Solo, my, my partner in the group, the Rangers, he didn't, he didn't have the desire for it in that fashion anymore. He does videos and a bunch of other stuff. Super talented guy, plays live guitar. But sometimes, you know, the industry takes, it takes the, um, when, you, when it loses the purity of the music, some people who are so talented and so musically inclined, it's like, I don't really have time for the rest of it. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't have time. They don't want to deal with it. So it, 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 puts, it puts a little strain on, on people like that. For me, I'm with it all. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I stand tall on my principles and who I am. You know what I mean? And I get busy. So I'm like, man, what's up? Whatever the tips for, they may, but I'm in this thing. to the weird shit. Did you ever feel like there was a time when you're like, the business is too much, like it's getting too much for me? Well, the business has always, it's always been, it's always had moments where it's stressful. But nah, man, I still feel like, man, fuck, you know, if it's not a dime in it, I want to rap. Like sometimes I just wake up and I'll call a term. He'd be like, oh, stop. Like, I, mean, I want to rap, man, what's up? You know what I mean? Me and my man Source Money, we got this thing called the God Hour, which I'm going to be doing soon on Wild Street Wednesdays. Uh, but yeah, we, that's why like anytime between 7 a.m. and like 9 a.m., one of us might call you. And you just, you gotta be ready. I just call you. You know what I'm saying? And then he called me. And if you ain't up, if he called, like you missed a call, you don't call right back, you know, the next day he'd be like, you slip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just keeping each other just sharp, just rats. Right? Yeah. Like if I, if I ran a Fortune 500 internet company, I would still call him 7.30. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? So, that, that, I don't think that's going anywhere for me. Do you have like a daily routine? No, man, it's, it's just life. All, yeah. all my music comes from life, man. I, I feel like if, you know, some people um, are, what they say, introverts, they like to be by themselves and meditate. And that gets the best out of them. I like chaos. I like to fall asleep with the TV on, preferably Seinfeld. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I like to fall asleep with the TV on. I like to, you know, I like to be around people. People, I draw energy from human beings. You know, the beautiful struggle, the beautiful life of human beings. So I can sit in the room and, you know, it's 35 people in the room. I'm still by myself because I'm keeping everything going on and I'm, I'm crafting. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way I bounce off of somebody's energy, I'm crafting at that moment. 
I, I totally agree. And the way that like, I want to be able to live experiences that then tell about instead of like with my comedy, not, but it's like, I like to live experiences, live my life and then tell people about, and they can learn instead of like, what can I think of while I'm sitting here to then teach you? Because I don't know, it's, I want to, I want to live an exciting life. I don't want at the end to look back and be like, damn, what did, why did I waste all that time? You know, yeah. but it's funny that you say meditating. Cause I wake up and meditate every morning. Cause that's my, like the one time of peace. Cause I love chaos too. Like right after I'm done meditating, I'll fucking light up a joint. That's the, the, the chaos starts. But <laughs> see, see that tells me, I know your blood pressure is regulated properly. <laughs> 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 meditating in a blunt you are in nice zen moment you know what i'm saying yeah. i get up and i'm and i'm moving i'm immediately moving and go work out and then i'm trying to move like i don't keep alcohol in the house mm -hmm. like i i drink outside like i gotta be out doing that or i just want to drink you know what i'm saying that's why yeah uh you know i smoke from time to time but i'm not much of a smoker because I think smoking a lot of time is a meditating, personable moment, reflecting. Yeah, you have a lot of energy. I feel like, um, oh, cut out for a second. There we go. Yeah, yeah sorry no problem. I feel like you smoking would bring you down. It would like you have with me. I feel very high energy anxious. So when I smoke, I'm like, all right, people can deal with me now. Cause they're, I'm like, I'm too hyper. I'm like the fucking Tasmanian devil or some shit. <laughs> Hold on, I think I, my hairpiece oh. died. No problem. I can there hear you. There you Are go. we good? Perfect. Yeah, I think I just got in trouble. DJ K Slade just called my phone. I had to hang up on him. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out DJ K Slade. Uh, Are you so be like, you sent me the voicemail? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll in a minute. I'm getting bucked up right now. <laughs> Do, what do you have coming? What's your what's your next? What do you have coming down the pipe? I mean, you just put out a project, but got the video for No Good for Me coming. Shooting the video for Tears for Gucci after that. That's gonna be a big video. Jesus. <laughs> there you go. The low battery mode. Yeah, so that's gonna be a big video. Uh, then after that, I got I got a whole project coming with Derek D. Don Angeletti. Oh shit! Really? Producer hypnotized, producer cough a lot, up a lung, Marcy son, money, power, respect, all that I can keep going. Uh, yeah, I got, the go I got a joint with Smoke Diz on there. Oh uh, man, it's crazy. Oh man, I got, after that, I got a whole one coming with Dame Grease. Get at me, dog. Niggas done started something. A whole slew of Rough Rider Mace hits. Then after that, I got one coming with Pete Twist, Underground. It might not even be no drums on that motherfucker. It's going to be so good. <laughs> yeah. You're staying so, yeah, busy. I'm locked up for the year. Foot on their neck all year. What, what has pushed you into this overdrive of, like, you're, you're putting a ton of music out? Because, you know. Can't do no crime no more. They won't let me pimp. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I went to prison. I was like, no more of that shit. Everybody <laughs> <wants money. laughs> I don't like this shit. Fuck is this? Honey bun, honey buns and top ramen, man. This ain't the way. <laughs> so yeah, nah, man. Just you know, doing what I love for sure. Trying, you know, trying to stay free and and and, and getting people, the people receiving me. So um, you know, I'm giving it to all, and I almost forgot Chinchilla too. We Static. Oh shit, Chinchilla too. It will be a Chinchilla too. Static is like, you know, Static is a god right now, so it's gonna take me a second to get it done. But yeah, you're gonna get it done. We talked about it. Are you because you can't get in trouble anymore? Do you feel like you're? Do you miss that? Or are you happy that you can now focus on music? Like you have, you don't have another chance to not to. No, I, I'm, I keep it all the way honest with you. I miss it, you know, because it was it was pure for me. It was it was it was it was a great time. I was having fun, you know. But um, um, just gives me a chance to focus on music a lot more. I'll agree with that. But I was focusing on it before. It was always, you know, 
number one for me. Sometimes, you know, it slid to even. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you got two passions. What can you do? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just music now. Do you do you feel like those experience, like the the going to prison? Do you feel like those experiences you can now use, or do you look back and you're like, "Fuck, those really held me back from something." No, I definitely I got to give you my life. So when I'm taking you through my life, I'm always sprinkling that in. I'm always sprinkling, you know, my my, my you know the absence of the heart from doing it, my desire to do it, my desire not to do it. Uh, give you the negative things that happened to it. Um, um, give you the positive things that I thought was positive and then give you the change me also. You know what I'm saying? So wrapping that all up in a nice, nice menagerie right there. Is it tough being who you are, like being a known, a known person and going away? Or is it, you know? Only tough part about it is I was just lying to people my whole bit. There's dudes who run down at me at the commissary, like, yo, you're such and such. No, I'm not. That guy niggas think I had me in the yard rapping and tapping for hours, man. I'm not doing that, man. Nah, that's not yeah. me, B. I swear you. Nah, man. Nah. I didn't write, you just... I didn't write one rap in almost four years. Really? Because you know what I'm saying? I just, it wasn't about, it was about doing my bed. You know what I mean? It wasn't about, you know, trying to be famous in jail. You know, fuck that. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to get this shit out of behind me, out of my life, and, you know, come home and do what I need to do. You do live with the chaos. That's what I'm like. Four years off from like writing, and you come back strong. Was Chinchilla your first project back? Yeah. First one. You came back and fucking killed it. I mean, every single track off that one, off that album's a killer. After four years off, like I don't think many people can do that. Yeah, that was that was that was great, man. That was dope. You know, yeah, one of my favorites was the Paul Wall record because that was a great that record. record. Again, chaos. He was in town. He was working on something else. He came to a place called Fat Buddha Lounge, performed live. We you know, we stay at the Fat, fat Buddha Lounge, I guess, I guess our mama crib. So they close up. We still in there, still drinking, rolling dice, smoking blunts, bugging the fuck out. By like five in the morning, me and him in the studio making that record. So that record was organic. It wasn't like I sent it to Texas and he did it. Nothing, nothing wrong with that, you know what I'm saying? But that record in particular, that's why he mentions Fat Buddha, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, and he's like me and Static rolling dice, watch how I break them. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit was yeah. really happening. And to me, that makes me the greatest hip hop. I think it does. Too. I think that's why your music stands out is because it, you know, under hearing that now, it's like, oh, that makes sense. It's in the moment. It's, it's not like this planned thing. It, it, you need the chaos with it. Yeah. And Were I, you I Huh? Were you always chaos, or did you try to control it when you were younger? Oh, no, it was worse when I was younger. It was worse when I was younger. <laughs> I said, I said something on one of my new records. I forget what record it was. It says something about how I used to. The tour bus used to leave me because I used to be, you know, laid up with chicks on tour back when I was young. And you know, it's, it's checkout time. Everybody, you know when it's checkout time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody, 45 people leaving. Everybody leaving this shit because it's all these other acts and shit. And I'm laid up like, like I'm fucking, you know, multi platinum or some shit. Like they ain't gonna leave a nigga. You know, we talked about to catch up to that bus. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're riding your bicycle. Like, wait, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like your first time back in studio after four years of not rapping? I was just so burned. That was the record you never know. It was one of the first oh, ones. That's why I'm talking that talk. And it's this record called Signs. I don't know if you heard it. We got video. Term haven't put it out yet. But it's this record called Signs off of um off of the Horns album. With uh yeah. That's my second rap home. That's powerful. Uh, if you heard it, yeah. uh, you can check it out. And you recorded that your first time back. Well, you never know what's first and then that. Those two were back to back. 
Look, did look you, at that. Did, and that's my that's my two brothers. You see how that go? Static immediately put me on the record, and then Term immediately put me on the record. Those my guys. Damn. That must be amazing, like coming back and just feeling it again, like, and you came back strong. Was it after that? Did you just keep going? Yeah, I had to. You ever seen Term work? Term was the hardest working man. It's so big. I was coming out every three days. I'm like, oh, I gotta, this is, this is crazy. He's like, yo, twin, you gotta work. I said, yeah, no doubt. But it's fun though. It's fun. You know what I mean? If it's about, if it's about these raps, man. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Throw all the politics out. Let's get these raps going. That's the thing. Yeah, people like term when I follow their Instagram or something, I'm looking and then I see, I'm like, I got to do more. I got to fucking keep pushing. <laughs> well, that's, you're pushing. Like the amount of albums you just named that you're working on is like, damn, you're you're doing that. You're really, you know, do you feel like because you've, been you've had so many years under your belt you're ready to just rapid fire it off no i'm a competitive motherfucker though terms competitive stats competitive i mean so like you know i'm from that competitive shit like even though i feel like i'm in my own lane you know i watch a lot of cats that that work that i'm, I'm proud of you know what i'm saying they put out six seven joints a year even if it's only an EP, six songs, that's a lot of work. Because I know we'll do 12 to 15 to pick six. You know what I'm saying? So six yeah. good ones. So, you know, I'm proud of a lot of cats that's out there working. And I love the fact that, you know, now with the independent thing, I don't have to. You know what I mean? I'm distributed by um, EQ, which is under Rock Nation. But, you know, I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's so cool that you can still be um, affiliated with rock and stay independent and do your, do your own thing after all these years, you know, like, that's what I mean. Like I knew you have your feature, like your song off of Jay Z's album is one of my favorite Jay Z songs of all time. Thank you. And I didn't, it took, I didn't even know that was you until probably like 2012, honestly, you know, like, cause I was young, but that you fucking, you've had a long career in that shit. And it's cool that, you can stay consistent and work with the same people after all these these years, you know? Yeah, well, Bleep called me when I came on. So as soon as I announced what happened was, I announced the Chinchilla album. Bleep hit me. It's like, yo, man, if you're going to do it, do it with us. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, shit, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And also, when it comes to the whole, you know, the, the, the record I did with Jay-Z, I got the Grammy. But uh, I, don't, I don't run around screaming it to the hills as if to validate me. No, I want you to listen to what I'm doing right now. I, w- I, w- yeah. I want you to listen to what I'm doing right now. Respect what I'm doing right now. And then we can talk about that. You know, a lot of people try to like use that shit to get them in the places. I don't even mention it. If you wouldn't have brought it up, I wouldn't have brought it up. So that's probably why you, you know, took it to 2012 to hear about it because before that I was talking about the fact that I worked with the amazing CeeLo Green over a primo beat. That's never been done before. You know what I'm saying? No. So. I was screaming that shit. Then I was screaming, I was working with Devin the Dude. And, and no New York nigga has a New York, no, no New York nigga had did that at the time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was screaming that shit. And now you got Son of a, and it's like, that's an amazing, like, that's all you should scream about because that album needs to be heard. Like, I was watching your documentary on it, you know, and it was like, You'll send it to any, you just need people to hear, like, you just want people to hear it, because once they hear it, they're like, oh, shit, yeah, that's what it that's is. It. That's the it, only way you could not like this album is if you went in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, it. that's it. I don't understand. It's like not liking, you know, it's like not liking Nirvana. You know what I'm saying? It smells like Teen Spirit on that. What was that? Nevermind album. It's like not liking Rumors. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what was that, Pink Floyd? Yeah, Pink Floyd. So, like, some shit is what it is, man. It is fire. You can't, you can't not like it unless you can eat. <laughs> well, do you, is it hard to adapt to the new, uh, the new era of music with the, with the flooded market? Or are you just, you're sticking in your own lane doing your own thing? No, I listen to Cats. Um, it's not hard for me to adapt. What do you mean, as far as with the type of different the different sounds of music? 
No, I just, yeah, I guess that who are like, I, I, are you listening to new artists? Like, are you seeing what the new sound is? Because like a uh, son of a, the beats are all so unique and it isn't, it isn't like anything else, but it fits perfectly in this era of music. Yeah, no, I listen to cats, but, um, I mostly, um, I mostly, I'll study what a cat is doing to see, okay, well, he's dope. He's dope. Oh, I like this sound. This is a new sound. But that's they shit. That's mm-hmm. y'all shit. So before people ask me, like, what do you listen to before you do an album? Like, I'll go listen to, like, the Gap Band. I'm saying? I'll listen to the old shit just to make sure my my closet is pure before mm-hmm. I go in. Because I don't, you know, you can accidentally, you know, make something that sounds like someone else. You know what I mean? Because you've been listening to the motherfucker all day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I kind of like clear, like I say, clear your palate before you taste the next wine. Did you mean to do that? I mean, you did do it, but was that the purpose of choosing such, I keep saying unique, but such different beats on every, you know, every different beat on Son of a is a completely different sound and so unique and killer, but it's not, it's not, you can cover a whole array of sounds and still make it work through one project. Yeah, yeah, but you know the um, the attempt was to be different, definitely. Um, also, I can't take all the credit. Uh, team demo, the production team, they they they're in a great space, and it just as crazy as me. That's why I like working with them. You know what I'm saying? So um, that come together. Huh? Team demo, how'd that come together? Oh well, you know, um, my business manager, uh, We Rock. He's out of the DMV. I love the DMV. I used to go down there anyway, just to hang out, chill. Um, and I met these cats. Yeah, I met these cats, and they was dope. I mean, this is before they did the big records, the 50 Cent records, the Song Price records that they did. I was already fans of them, and they just have come far so far musically that I'm, you know, I'm riding that way too. Yeah. Well, that's. You were you were a pioneer in blending, not having stick. You're a New York rapper, but you would fall as you said. You loved E40, Too Short. You love the Houston rappers, DMV. Like you don't stick to just New York. You like to switch around and go between areas and switch styles, but still stick to your roots. I would say beat wise, but you you know you stick to the roots of New York still. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's you know I think that's how you grow and expand mentally is being able to travel. And, you know, I always said if there was a foundation that I decided to start, it would be so people that are less fortunate to travel outside of, their, outside of where they live at. Because I think that is what people need to grow as human beings. Because when I was young, you know, I thought everything was the corner. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be a star on the corner. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what... Girls walk by and drank 40s and you know everybody got fresh to death, spent all this money on clothes to go stand on the corner. Cause that's what it yeah. was, you know, in Brooklyn. So, you know, as I traveled and so I'm like, look, there's a whole world out here, you know what I'm saying? And that's it. So I, I think um, you know, I try to do that musically. You do do you you do do it musically? Is there like, how do you think people can other than music? Do you think it's easier now for people to realize that there's a bigger world out there than what you're seeing around you? Or yeah, do you think people are... Internet. <laughs> yeah, internet. You got slangs, you know, before New York slang would be told me, you say some New York shit in the Bay, and they'd be like, what the fuck is you talking about? And then the Bay would say some shit, and you'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, now with the internet... 85% of that shit, you already know what it means because, you know, you see how these cats is moving out here. You see how these cats are moving. So you're hearing the slang's different, the different styles of dress. So now it's a little big mashup. Yeah. Well, you were doing that before the internet. You were, yeah, you know? Special. What made you... <laughs> like, what made you... Like, what? when were you first in, like, Houston? Like, when... How did you get that sound? Or when were you first in the Bay? I first went to Seattle. I give my credit to Seattle. Seattle put me on to Too Short in the Bay Area. And then I went out there uh, 
So that was the beginning, Seattle. And then after that. How um, old were you when you went to Seattle? 13. I want to say 13, 14. I was only there for a year. And I came back and niggas was like, what the fuck is this cat talking about? You know what, what I'm saying? What brought you to Seattle? Uh, well, I went out there. I had got into some, uh, I got locked up in New York. You know, my, my pops was out there. And I didn't mm-hmm. know the motherfucker. So I'm like, he sent me out this cat, I don't even know. But he took me in for a little bit. Of course, we ain't, we ain't get along. I started getting in trouble out there. How you get in trouble in Seattle is, is tough. We wasn't in a bad neighborhood at all. I was fine and fucked up shit to do. But, uh, <laughs> um, chaos, you gotta do it. And, uh, you know, I started to, you know, venture off into the places you're not supposed to be at back then. And I started learning about their music and the shit they was listening to. But there wasn't a big Seattle scene other than Mix a lot. I think a nigga named Kid Fresh or something like that. And so they was, everything was from LA and a lot. Texas was coming in for some reason. It was coming in, so they would get Bay Area, LA, Texas, in Seattle. So I still there for a little bit. By the time I came back, I was already talking about a whole bunch of shit, a whole bunch of artists that these cats never knew about. Do you think about like that year kind of changed the trajectory of your life? Like you finding all those sounds, you like that really that year created kind of the, the, the roots to what you were able to do later in life. Yeah, that was part of it. That had a, um, that had a profound effect on me musically. When was your first step into the music industry? How old were you? Uh, 18. And that was Profile Records, a record called Street Life. You were 18. What, what, how do you, like, how do you get found before the age of the internet? Like when you were 18? Performed everywhere we go. Battled. I used to, we used to get calls. Like somebody would come to your crib and knock on your door, call your mom crib and say, yo, it's these cats. I'm in Crown Heights. It was these cats down there. And Red Hook projects, these cats is nice. You can't fuck with them. What? Bring them. So we go down there, six, seven deep. We in the projects around about 40 motherfuckers <laughs> rapping. Niggas calling cats out the window. Hey yo, hey yo, come down here. He just he just slayed such and such. We need you, so come out Like people coming downstairs a little. Most of the time it was love, and they just you just you just really rapping your way out of a battle zone. You know what I mean? But then, you know, it's been some places cats try to move on us. They didn't take the they didn't take their losses too well. You know what I mean? Well, you had to yeah. get up out of there, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it's from that and your name start to build. And then I was very aggressive and, and you know, I would go anywhere, man, and, and rap with anybody and stand outside the radio station and tell people, yo, I'm nice, what's up? You know what I'm saying? And move from there. What made you be- like? What made you believe in yourself that much? Like at an early age, where you're like, "Fuck it, I'll go anywhere. I'll battle anyone." Self confidence, um, partners. You know, I came from a, from a block of cats that just couldn't wait to tell you you was trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, okay, wait, you gonna be trash today, and then you not, not, not to the point where they like, "Does cats nice?" You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Is it different, like when you're doing the battle raps and all that? Then you're like, "All right, I gotta make an actual song now." No, I didn't know shit about making a song. I remember the first time I wanted to make a song. That verse was about fifty-two bars. I ain't know nothing about no song structure, none of that. I was just young and 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 ready to do what rap. Let's let's go. Now I had to be taught that. Who? You got t- did it take a long time to like figure that out, or is that an easy uh thing to lo- like? I don't, I don't really know about the music industry, especially back then. Like, did they have to teach? Like, how do you learn how to make a song? Do you just no, do it repeat? I never knew what a hook was, what a bridge was, a 16 yeah. ball rhyme scheme. You know, they had to tell me, you know, this is what you do, this is how you do it, and then this is how it becomes a song, you know what I mean? So. 
So how long did that take you? Like when you, when you oh, first no, I took to it quick. I took to it quick because, you know what I mean? The first time I actually got paid to rap. I was like, are you serious? So. You remember how much it was? I could do it, y'all. I could do it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> you remember how much your uh, first paycheck for rap was? No, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't no. a lot. We did something for, for like a compilation or freeze priority records. This is before, before, that's actually before profile. Damn. That was uh, like maybe six months before. I think we made. We split split up a couple thousand. So it's probably like six, seven hundred bucks. I was young. That was a lot of money to me at the time. Just the fact that I got enough crap. You know what I'm saying? I had made that before. You know, it was still a lot of money then, but I was selling crap. You know, <laughs> you know, brown paper bag money. You know, the, the yeah. little, you know, Jordans, you know, gold chain shit back then. You know, so to get it from rappers, I like this. Well, that the first time I was three hundred bucks. The first time I actually like got paid an amount of money to perform, and it's you don't get taught like it's weird that no one tells you that you can make money off of that. I don't know, like it's it, it. No one really tells you that. Like you have to kind of find it yourself. You know what I mean? And when you first get that money, it's like, oh shit, I can act like this is actually something that I can do. Like there is enough money out there for me for my knowledge to be a commodity. Yeah. Once you figure it out. Exactly. He pushed. Well, do you, was it when you first, when you first signed, was it like, damn, I made it or was it a completely different thing than what you thought it was going to be? No, you thought I was, you know, I was young too. All I was thinking about was girls. Like, I'm going to get all the girls I never got before. Is it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was thinking, I thought, you know, you think it's it's all milk and gravy. Yeah. Then the business of it starts to itch. And that's you like, oh, okay. This is, this How'd you know, when did you know that there were some snakes in it? Like, what was the first sign that it wasn't all that it seemed? I remember this profoundly. I went to a radio station. I won't say which one, right? I went to the radio station and I'm like, okay, this is what it is. They play the records that's hot. If the record's good, they can play it. That's how this shit works. And then I realized the Easter Bunny wasn't real. You know what I'm saying? Because it was this paper on the wall that had each and every record that they had to play. Like, had to play. And I'm looking, and I'm, you know, I could count, I could divide, man. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, this motherfucker only got an hour on. How are you gonna play all these thirty-something records and still get another record in? He can't. He might be able to squeeze one in, but his boss got all these. They say must play, must play, must play. I said, oh shit, this is this ain't fair. You know, and that's what I love about where the music is right now. You don't even need terrestrial radio. It's not necessary. You know Do I mean? you think the best music was being put out because of that? Like now I feel like you, if there's artists that if you find them, you realize that they can make amazing music. Like, uh, music. like if someone is listening to Son of a, like, oh shit, there's real rap being put out now. But back then, was it like these businesses were deciding who was being put on? Yes, and it still is to a, to a point. But um, yeah. You got, you got a lot of people who got stifled back in the days because, you know, they weren't part of what the label's plan was at that at that moment. Or mm-hmm. or somebody who was the button pusher had a different... I'm sorry, man. My my battery is dying. All good. All but good. I'm, We're almost done. But, um, yeah, it just keeps blanking out, telling me 10% shit. So, um, but that shit, uh, there's a lot of good brothers that didn't get the light that I was like, damn, he was supposed to be this. That was this wasn't supposed to be that. But something happened, some kind of politics, they just weren't in the plan moving forward. Some executive was going trying to run up the numbers with his three, four artists that he knows goes platinum all the time because he wants to go to another company. So he's not mm-hmm. spending any money on a new artist because 
if he doesn't do the numbers, it fucks up his negotiation, excuse me, with another company. Shit like that always happens. Yeah. What what did you tell yourself to not give up, like to keep going when shit was like when that shit was happening to you? Because it was just like I knew what my job was. My job was to spit. My job ain't to worry about the rest of that. You know what I'm saying? My job is to is to is to spit. You know what I mean? I wasn't. I didn't. I, I knew I, that was something. That's the losing battle at that point in my life. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. let me just do my job. Every time I get a chance. Let me just go on. Yeah. And it's, it shows the artists that you work with and you, and that if you do just stick to it, it's consistency plus time equals success. Like you just, you have to do your best work and be consistent over outwork everyone else, you know, mm-hmm. like you just have to outwork and outthink everyone else. But I, I, I really, I really appreciate you coming on. I really, it's an honor to talk to you. And I, it, it was really awesome talking to you. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you too, Buckman. You know what I'm saying? Sam Pups. <laughs> I appreciate it. Do you want to plug your shit, your, uh, your social media, where to find your, find your stuff? Yes. Wisepmusic.com. That's W-A-I-S-P music.com. Same thing at Bandcamp. But, you know, you go to my shit. We got the, Son of a T-shirts, you know what I'm saying? We got the son of a. Uh, I love street artists who did it. We got the son of a hoodie with the with the with the wise P on the back, and it's the uh, the marshmallow puff letters of the 3D rays quality shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we shit. got CDs on there. I got CDs and vinyl coming. A son of a got the pasta stickers, all of that, man. Come be a part of the movement, man. It's just, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long ride. We just get started. Uh, and I'm excited to listen to everything that you come out and everyone really who's listening, check out Son of a, it's a great album. Go back and check out all, all of Wise's albums and also shout out Pat Quinn for the, he killed that cover. He's a great artist and he, co- yeah. he killed that cover. I keep telling my man, he's going to be hard to get on the phone after in a, in a little while. <laughs> he's doing all the hot shit. Doing that. How'd you, did he just hit you up? How'd you meet up with him? How'd you, how'd you get that cover? Again, I'd love to take credit for that, man, but, but we rock, you know what I'm saying? Uh, our business yeah. manager, he, he, he said, this is the guy. He sent me some, some stills of his work. I said, this dude is different. Yeah, let's fuck with him. And then he, you know. Well, he's a great artist, and it matched perfect. He did, but we gave him free reign to do what he wanted to do with it, artistically. We didn't want to say, yo, we want this. Nah, go do what you do, and let's see what you come back with. And he came back with that. Shit, I'm about to get paintings made. I'm about to get a rug. <laughs> you got it. It matches the album perfectly. The cover, it really does. Nice. It really matters. But thank you so much. You're you're a legend. It's an honor to talk to you, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Anytime, man. Anytime. Let's do it again.